It's undeniable that church is changing because of our relationship to technology. At Faith Life, we have a front row seat to that change as it unfolds across thousands of churches of all traditions and sizes, because we use technology to equip the church to grow in the light of the Bible. My name is Kristen Tete, and I make things here at Faith Life because ministry is in my blood. I'm a millennial, but don't turn off the podcast. It just means I'm a digital native, so I can help you. Technology is a tool, but a tool without a purpose is useless. So in the Equipping the Church podcast, we'll not only teach you how to use some of the technology you might already have, we'll help you apply what you learn to your context. When we ask churches what they think about their website, a grand total of zero say they love what they have. Churches spend quite a bit of money to have a great website, but the truth is the technology so rapidly changes, it's easy for a new website to become outdated in a matter of months and sometimes even weeks. And what you can do on your website changes every day. It used to be that your website was your church's online information brochure. Now, you can interact with the people who visit your site, which presents some pretty cool opportunities for discipleship. Today, we have five questions that will help you diagnose the health of your church's website. In the event your website needs a boost to its immune system, we won't just leave it at a diagnosis. We'll suggest a plan for treatment. Before I joined the team here at Faith Life, I worked on many websites, launching my first website for an organization in 2008. But I, along with 30 million other millennials, started blogging in 2006. I've optimized for search engine rankings and called the New York Times to get a backlink from an article about a study our team produced. I have more than a decade of experience with this, and the truth is, I'm still learning. And that's the point. The digital landscape changes so regularly, it's wise to take on a growth mindset when you think about your church's website. If you're listening to this episode, chances are you have low-grade anxiety about your website. If that's the case, you've come to the right place. Here are five questions that will help diagnose the health of your church's website. First, does your website have a staff page with pictures and personal bios? Your building isn't your church. People are your church. And those people who are thinking about attending your church want to know that you are a person too. Surprise, surprise. They want to see your picture. Real talk for a second here. If your most recent picture is 20 years old, stop the nearest person and ask them to take a picture of you on an iPhone in portrait mode. You do not have to spend money to get a semi-professional headshot to put on your website. Do this for everyone on your team, not just your pastoral staff. And while you're at it, take a fresh look at your bio. Think about how you want a new person to feel when they first learn about you. Do you want them to feel immediately welcomed? Start your bio with a, hi, my name is Pastor So-and-so, and write your bio to them. Do you want them to know how seriously you prepare for sermons Tell them, I like to spend between 15 to 20 hours in preparation for each week's sermon, connecting scripture with practical daily steps for you to take in your own journey. Do you want them to know about your family? 
don't just tell them you're married. Tell them something about your spouse. For instance, I would say my husband, Michael, loves soccer and sometimes wakes up at 4 a.m. on Sundays to watch Manchester United. By the way, I've never gotten up at 4 a.m. to do that with him. The best bios always connect people. You know you've struck a chord when newcomers reflect back the things you've mentioned in your bio. There's good reason to spend time on updating your photo and refreshing your bio. The staff page is the most visited page on any church website. But don't take my word for it. Go and check your analytics. That brings me to the second question. Do you have your most recent sermon recordings on your website? It's common for first-time visitors to listen to a few of your sermons online before they ever walk through your doors. If you don't have sermon recordings on your website, it's an inexpensive process and the technology exists for it to be automated. If you want to learn how to do that, you can go back and listen to episode two on worship. Plus, having your sermon regularly posted to your website brings members and regular attenders from your church back to your website. The third question, is your calendar current? I got to say, people squirm when I ask this question because the truth is a lot of church websites don't have current calendars. Your website can display your calendar any number of ways as a list of upcoming events, a daily, weekly, even monthly view, depending upon how many events you host. And don't forget to add your weekly services to your event calendar as recurring events. This is really helpful for the people who wonder when your service starts. Even if you already have that on your homepage, put it on your event calendar. When I ask about your calendar being current, I'm not just asking about your event calendar, you know, that month view. I'm asking about any special event announcements you have on your homepage or on ministry pages. Back when I ran a website, one of the things I would do sort of like a best practice is I'd add an event to my website and immediately after put a calendar reminder on my personal calendar to take down the announcement on the morning or afternoon following the event. A current calendar communicates an active community. Our fourth question, what do you believe and is it on your website? What do you believe about God, the Bible, salvation, the church, grace, baptism? Tell people what your church distinctives are. That's a really helpful thing for people who are out there wondering, this Bible church, what's it all about? Well, clearly it's about the Bible, but what else is it about? Um, is it child dedication? Is it um, baptism? I, what, are the, what are the basic beliefs of this church? The more you can put on the website, the more people can see themselves at your church. So take a moment to do this. It's really important. Our fifth and final question to help you diagnose the health of your church's website is, do you point people to the Bible on your website? For the person who will never walk through the doors of your church, and there are many people, your website could be the place they learn about Jesus. What are your views of scripture? What are the first few verses you recommend curious people read? Where can people go if they have questions about what the Bible says? At my church, our pastors make it clear that they love to talk about questions the Bible brings up. So they ask that people reach out for coffee. What's your church's approach? Consider including your approach on your website. This is just one more of those welcoming things you can do. 
And if you reference scripture on your site, use a WordPress plugin like FaithLife RefTagger, which allows users to hover over a scripture reference and see the actual scripture. I can't tell you how many websites I've visited that give uh, a scripture notation, but then don't actually point to where the scripture is. If people are looking at a scriptural reference, point them directly to that scripture. Okay, so what's the current diagnosis of your church's website? Healthy? If you have all of these things on your website, great job. But for those of you who have a few new pages to build, let me tell you, you can totally do this and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. We'd love to hear which pages are the top visited on your website. So take a moment to go to our Equipping the Church community at faithlife.com slash ETC podcast and tell us. And if you've done any of these things, if you choose to put any of these things on your website, we would love for you to share a link with us in our community. Faith Life Sites is an incredible resource that's easy for anyone to use, whether or not you have previous experience in building a website. I have used it myself and made a website in just 10 minutes. We have made intuitive templates that you can choose to your liking. The main reason we have this podcast is to give you, our listeners, tools to simplify your work so that you have more time to focus on your ministries and the people involved in them. The three best things about our secure and customizable websites are automation, coordination, and consolidation. Your work is simplified because you can automatically publish your calendar, your bulletins, and sermons directly to your website. Coordinating with your staff is a breeze now that you can house everything in one place. Start building your free website today at fl.vu slash sites etc. So you've made your first website. Congratulations. Now it's time to make a beautiful masterpiece. In a recent issue of Ministry Team Magazine, there is a fantastic article on incorporating a style guide into your work. A style guide basically houses all important information in regards to type, color, photography, and logos. We gained some insight from Saddleback Church's worship brand book. Here are some of their best tips as you think about your website and materials that showcase your church. One, define who you are. Clarify your vision as a church. Two, create a design and writing style that reflects what you represent. For example, an urban church plant would look different than a hundred-year-old church. Three, ensure there is consistency by clarifying capitalization and spelling for staff titles and official groups. For example, is it women's ministry or women's ministries? Is it outreach group or missions committee? Choose one and stick with what you choose. And fourth, a good rule of thumb is to share the style guide with the rest of the team and communicate when you make changes. To learn more about style guides, head to faithlife.com slash podcasts slash etc. In there, we will link additional info. As always, if you'd like to subscribe to Ministry Team Magazine, head to ministryteam.com slash etc. Today's podcast was brought to you by Faithlife and co-produced by Amber Smith and me, Kristen Tete. Our audio technician is Jack Underwood. To subscribe and learn more about how to equip your church, go to faithlife.com slash podcasts slash ETC. 
If this is useful to you, take a moment to rate and review the Equipping the Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. While you're there, give us your ideas for future episodes. And as always, we love hearing your stories. So share them with us at faithlife.com slash ETC podcast. Thanks for spending your time with us today. Blessings to you in your ministry.